Hello and welcome to our Maritime Impact podcast series. I'm your host, Eric Nyhus, Director Environment for Maritime at the DNV. In this series, we're taking a deep look at the current greenhouse gas policies and the regulations shaping the sector, the upcoming changes being made by the International Maritime Organization, and how these may affect shipping businesses in the move towards a decarbonized future. With MEPC 76, the Maritime Environmental Protection Committee meeting now behind us, we will be diving into the details of the regulations discussed at this important event and what that means for the industry. MEPC 76 was pretty hectic and focused almost exclusively on greenhouse gases. As expected, a number of amendments to MARPOL Annex 6 were adopted, introducing mandatory goal-based technical and operating measures to reduce shipping's carbon intensity. These measures come into effect January 1, 2023. Today, we'll be looking at one of the significant regulatory additions, the Energy Efficiency Existing Ship Index, the EEXI. We hope you enjoy the episode, and now, on to the show. The EEXI is a retroactive one-off requirement applied to existing ships and is intended to achieve compliance with a minimum technical efficiency standard. It is important to understand that the EEXI is not looking at actual operational emissions. Operational emissions are the province of the carbon intensity indicator, and we'll talk about that in our next episode. The EEXI builds on a well-established piece of regulation, the Energy Efficiency Design Index, that was rolled out back in 2013 for new ships. It is conceptually intended to provide a one-off improvement to the technical energy efficiency of existing ships that either do not have an EEDI or have an insufficient EEDI. The EEDI and EEXI are part of the IMO greenhouse gas strategy measures intended to improve the carbon intensity of the world fleet by at least 40% within 2030. What the EEXI does is set a minimum technical efficiency standard for ships in service. In principle, the same way the EEDI has done it for new builds since 2013. Think of it as a theoretical mileage standard for a car. Most merchant vessels from 400 gross tons upwards need to calculate an attained EEXI, but only ships above certain size thresholds need to have this attained EEXI be lower than a required EEXI. For these ships, the required EEXI value that must be satisfied is defined by ship size, a baseline that is identical to the existing EEDI baseline and unique to each ship type, and a size-dependent reduction factor that defines a percentage-wise reduction from that baseline. The upshot of all this is that the reduction factors for the required EEXI in broad terms are similar to the reduction factors for the EEDI phases coming into effect on April 1, 2022, with some relief for a few ship types. Now, When calculating the attained EEXI, you essentially apply the existing EEDI formula and its correction factors to an existing ship instead of a new build, but with some tweaks to cater to certain issues. You then compare the resulting attained EEXI with the required EEXI, and if you're better than the requirements, you're good to go. If you're not, you need to start thinking about remedial actions. So what happened at MEPC 76? 
Seeing as EEXI is an important part of achieving the 2030 carbon intensity targets, MAPC 76 adopting the regulation with little fuss was really no surprise. The regulation will come into effect on January 1st, 2023, and every ship subject to the regulation will need to be compliant by the time of its first annual IAPP survey on or after this date. This means there is now less than two years before the first ships need to achieve compliance. MEPC 76 did not only adopt the regulation. It also adopted three guidelines where the technical application of the regulation is described in detail. In quick order, these are guidelines on the method of calculation, guidelines on survey and certification, and guidelines on the shaft engine power limitation system. A few highlights are worth mentioning with respect to these guidelines. Firstly, the calculation guidelines provide information on where you can deviate from the EEDI calculation guidelines. This includes guidance on how to deal with certain EEXI parameters, such as, for instance, vessel speed, VREF, and the engine power to be used in the calculation in case you're using a new compliance option called engine power limitation. Second, the survey and certification guidelines opens for the use of CFD calculations instead of tank tests, and this can be a significant cost saver. And thirdly, the EPL guideline provides guidance on how to use the engine power limitation option to achieve compliance. This is something totally new and worth spending a little time on. While all the traditional EEDI compliance methods can still be used for EEXI compliance, such as, for instance, fuel switching, energy-saving devices, retrofitting kit, etc., the EPL approach to compliance is one we expect to see most ships actually use. It is an overridable method to limit available engine power. Think of it as sticking a brick beneath your gas pedal. And it reduces the value of the attained EEXI. It can be applied either mechanically or through software, but has the crucial feature that it can be overridden in an emergency to ensure the safety of the ship. So what are the EEXI headlines? The key things to think about are, the targets that all EEXI coverage ships will have to meet are roughly the same as the EEDI requirements for new builds as of April 1, 2022, but with some relief for certain ship types. The EEXI is calculated in broadly the same way as the EEDI, with a few adjustments to cater to potential data availability issues. And the compliance options are the same as for the EEDI, but with one notable addition, the introduction of the engine power limitation option. A key piece of advice from our side is that if you have ships that will become subject to the EEXI, you should start calculating now. Figure out where you're at when compared with requirements, look at the compliance options if needed, and start the certification process. Be aware that getting compliant is a process that includes class approval of the technical improvement measures that may be needed. You will also need to put together an EEXI technical file that needs class approval. And seeing how this could end up being an iterative process, it's pretty obvious that one should not delay until the deadline is looming. The process ultimately culminates in the onboard survey and the issuance of a new international energy efficiency certificate for the ship. And all this must be accomplished no later than the first IAPP annual survey on or after January 1, 2023. While EEXI certification is a one-off event, 
there will be in excess of 30,000 ships needing to go through this process in 2023. Our advice is to get started early and avoid the queue. At DNV, we've been developing tools to help our customers get a flying start. We have launched a digital EEXI calculator available for free on our Veracity platform. It is purpose-made for high-volume ship segments such as tankers, bulkers, and containers. It is self-service and can produce an EEXI calculation and a technical file based on the data uploaded. Also, we have just published our new compliance planner available on our website which is designed to help DNV customers easily track the requirements and deadlines of regulations for both individual vessels and entire fleets. Before we go, I want to highlight the key takeaways. The EEXI is calculated broadly the same way as the EEDI, so this isn't an entirely new piece of regulation. There are realistic compliance options available. And start calculating early. Get going with the certification process. There are a lot of ships out there. And as always, DNV stands ready to assist. You've been listening to the Maritime Impact podcast from DNV with me, Eric Nyhus. Please join us for future episodes where we will explore these important regulations in more detail, how they will impact businesses operating within the global shipping industry, and what can be done to ensure compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to give us a rating or a review or visit dnv.com slash decarbonization for more information. Thank you.